This is the Shannon Smith Shooting Podcast. Gas it up. Welcome back, guys. Thanks for joining me again on the Shannon Smith Shooting Show Podcast. I'm uh, doing the truck cast again, and that's kind of becoming the standard, so I'm going to quit saying I'm doing the truck cast. I haven't got any bad feedback on the audio. Uh, It sounds decent, and it's just way more convenient. For those of you that have been in life with a one-year-old, the time to chill out at the house and sit outside, smoke a cigar, is uh, not really existent anymore. So the uh, best time I have to to get things like this done is is in the truck. So I listen to a lot of podcasts. And it's kind of what me got started, got me started in doing them. But uh, try to make the time as useful as possible. I've got a 40-minute drive one way, as I've mentioned, and uh, it's very unproductive. Which I hate being unproductive, but you got to do what you got to do. So I try to make the the best use of the time, of your time as you can. So this is going to be probably the standard. Uh, just coming off the Florida State Championship this weekend, which went pretty good. And then right into a <clears throat> right into a big, I have a big military class this week, so I'm pretty sure I'm not getting older, but I think these guys just keep getting younger. It's getting tougher and tougher to keep up with them throughout the day. So it's long days keeping them busy, but uh, we certainly appreciate it here at Universal, and it's an honor to work with these guys. And hopefully, I can be of some help to improve their shooting. Uh, I wanted to close or finish up on. One thing regarding the match stuff that I ran out of time for on the last one regarding the Nationals. Uh, we have the USPSA Nationals back here again this year. It's going to be uh, all of the divisions, however many there are now. I've lost track, but all of them. And you know, we've had the Nationals for a couple of years now in different variations. Uh, we certainly appreciate USPSA coming down here, having their faith in us. Uh, we try to do the best job we can. And the... You know, without getting into our business organizationally, but matches run differently down here. Some matches uh, I run uh, soup to nuts from beginning to end. Some matches the the organization coming in runs 100%. Uh, they're just renting the dirt, basically, and they do everything. And then some matches are in between, and the Nationals are kind of the are one that is kind of in between. So some things they're responsible for, some things I'm responsible for, uh, I think I'm the match director for this one. My buddy Dave Jenkins has been the match director uh, for the last few, but it's uh, you know it's a collective effort to to make it happen. Uh, when I started shooting, uh, especially when I started shooting the Nationals, uh, the Nationals were in Barrie, Illinois. <clears throat> uh, apologize, I'm a little bit under the weather, so if my voice sounds like crap more than normal, that's why. Uh, but the Nationals were in Barrie, Illinois. That's just where they were. Uh, and I know they had moved around prior to that, but for many, many years, that's just the way it was. And, you know, I didn't think anything of it to me is I'm, I'm there to, to shoot a national championship. I'm not there to see the sights or, or, uh, do tourist stuff. I'm there to shoot. Uh, so to me, that's still the home of the nationals. Uh, you know, I know it's been a long time since it's been there, but that's still the way I think about it. And, uh, I've always liked that range, uh, 
we always had a good time going up there, more like a pilgrimage for the guys going up there to compete. And then after that, different administration in. It started moving around a little bit. It was in Tulsa there for a while. Uh, and has moved around since Vegas for a while. So a little different flavor now as it's jumping from place to place, uh, which I think is probably a good idea. I mean, it's probably best that it moves around. Um, I kind of... I kind of wish or you know thought USPSA should looked at that Tulsa range when all their when all their stuff went down and it was available for purchase because that was would be a pretty good spot to to call home. But neither here nor, th nor there. Obviously, that's against my my current occupation. We love having them here, but I thought that would have been a, a pretty good spot for it. Um, but you know, you see the stuff on the internet and Facebook and whatever about well, why don't you move the Nationals to to here or there and you know, I don't know if everybody realizes how much goes into that, how many resources there are. And back to the last podcast about what we do here, how we do it, and and, and how we price things and, and why we do what we do. But it, it takes a a significant infrastructure to to put on something like that. You know, you may you may have and I'm not saying we're better than anybody, that's not the point. But the point is that we that's what we do down here. Um, and we have the resources to pull it off. We have um, you know, more than two swingers and more than two max straps. And uh, you, ha you have to have redundant systems for everything you're going to do for a major event like that. We have plenty of space. We don't have any constraints on noise or start times or uh, anything like that. We just had the Florida State Championship this weekend. I did a, I was kind of thinking about this topic on the podcast, and I, and I didn't get an accurate count, but I did just a quick drive-by after we had the, the match set up. And I think we had uh, 80 or 90 walls in the match, eight, you know, eight by eight by six foot walls that, you know, we use those black screen things down here, which we like. But that's a lot. And, and that's only for a state match, uh, 13 stages. The Nationals is going to be uh, 18 per match, but there's going to be more than that on the ground, which I'll get to in later podcasts. We'll, we'll, we'll do some specific stuff to the Nationals, but it's going to be a whole lot of stages on the ground. Uh, we had the World Championship here a few years ago. Now, there are little piddly stages. You don't have as, as much infrastructure stage by stage as you do for a USPSA match. But, you know, that was still 30 stages. So, you know, you think about the range that you shoot at and, and you'd like to have a Nationals there or a large match there. You know, I'm all for moving it around, but you got to think about everything it takes to make that happen. And not that you couldn't produce these things, but it's um, it's not a small effort to to pump out 30 or 50 or 90 or 150 walls uh, that's that's a significant amount of time and labor for somebody not to mention dollar figures in uh, materials and then just general targetry you know target stands and steel targets and poppers and uh, swingers and moving stuff and, and things like that so it's it's a big effort in terms of stuff and then it's also a big effort in terms of people on the ground. I mean, USPSA, like I said, we collectively share the efforts in this match. And to the best of my knowledge, that's pretty much the way it's always been with USPSA in their national championships. Uh, they're responsible for some aspects. The range is responsible for some aspects. Well, somebody's got to be on the ground to handle those some aspects. So they need to be able to, you know, trust and know that somebody's there. They're going to be handling things on the ground. Uh, they build it to build stages and you know, USPSA does come in with a crew uh, a few days or maybe even a week prior. 
but we have the bulk, you know, the bulk of it done ahead of time. And I, you know, I take great responsibility for making sure that stuff is done to my standards, which is uh, more than five days for uh, a championship of that magnitude. It's, you know, a significant amount of time to get everything done. Uh, so we're happy to have him here. We hope to have him back for, for many years if we can. And we hope to put on a good show for you guys. And I'll have some more national-specific podcasts as we get closer. That's uh, way at the end of the year. Many major championships here after that. Uh, as I mentioned, just finished up the Florida State. So kind of more info on the, on the match administrative stuff. It, it went really well. Uh, it was bigger. I think that the, the biggest state match that I ever remember. Uh, there, there may have been one bigger previously, but I don't remember it. And I've been shooting for a long time. Uh, I'm not sure why, but the sport's growing, doing well. More people attending major matches. Uh, the sport is strong in Florida. That helps. So we had 350-some signed up, I think 330-ish once the smoke cleared with uh, no-shows and dropouts and that kind of stuff last minute. Uh, the flow was good. Scheduling was good. It was probably probably one uh, one or two stages too many, to be honest. We ran... I mean, we were on schedule, but it was 5.15 or so getting done, which was cool on Saturday. Uh, on Sunday, that you know, that causes the awards to go a little late. But logistically, I was pleased. Uh, the range officers did a great job. Um, I made one error. I, we had a classifier stage in the match, and I set up the classifier incorrectly, so I didn't get counted as a classifier, which is unfortunate. So I put a note on our website. I apologize for that. It was 100% my fault. But, you know, you look at stages as many times as you can, and, and that's, again, that's a lot. We talked about match flow and, and uh, you know, putting on a good production. I, I take great pride in making sure that, that the stages are solid. And, you know, if I walked them once, I walked them 100 times, um, you know, checking for shoot-throughs and, 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 and good flow and good challenges and good setups. And um, obviously I did not pay much uh, enough attention to the classifier. We had... Some no-shoot targets at an incorrect, incorrect height, uh, which invalid, invalidated it. Uh, my bad. No big deal. Still counted as a stage, and and um, the match still went well. Uh, I shot PCC, which I've been bragging about recently, the future of the sport. Don't hate the player, hate the game. Uh, that was a lot of fun. I, I had some issues with my gun. I had this... AR brand called a Tresna, which was was pretty cool. It wasn't perfect by any means, but it was okay. Uh, it shot well. It functioned great. The uh, takes Glock mags. The reloads were were pretty bad. The, the mags were really sticky coming in and coming out, so they didn't drop free by any stretch of the imagination. And you had to really bang them hard to get to get them go in there. So that's certainly not ideal. But we had had a classifier match. Uh, previously, uh, the week before the state match, which I shot, and all of a sudden the gun started malfunctioning and I couldn't figure it out. I think a part of it was magazine related, maybe. I was getting some sticky uh, sticky rounds not feeding up, but there was some, there's something up with the gun, so I don't know if it's in the recoil system. I don't know if it's, I thought it was just dirty, but I, I cleaned it real well and I didn't fix it. Um, so anyway, I ended up borrowing a JP from a friend of mine, brand new, uh, and it was fantastic. 
So I didn't get a lot of time behind the gun previous, before that, but I got a few rounds down, uh, 250, maybe 300. And the gun functioned, functioned good. I, I did have one, one nasty malfunction, but I, get, I think that was back to the magazines. Um, it was the same deal that it was just a bang click and there's nothing in the chamber and rack didn't help it. So I had to change mags and then, you know, you're all standing flat footed while this is going on, which is not ideal. Um, so that, that was, that was painful. That was a 35 or 40 point mistake. So you, you definitely can't have anything like that if you're going to try to compete at the major level. But other than that, the gun performed great. So I still don't know what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm looking at the, still looking at the SIGs. I'm, I'm still hearing great things about those. I shot, I shot one of Taryn's SIGs after the match that uh, Tori Jordan let me borrow. Uh, that was cool. Again, not perfect, but it was good. And then another friend has loaned me a JP on an indefinite basis. So I'm going to play with that. I'm probably going to shoot it at the Florida Open as well, I think. At least right now, that's my plan. Uh, so hopefully in the next month before that match, I'll have some time to to get behind it, get behind the gun, and, and figure it out a little better. I uh, did run a, a run a beam, as I call it. You may have seen on the uh, YouTube video I put out. But as much as I hate to admit it, and as dumb as I thought those were previously, they do matter. And not a lot. Not going to make a huge difference in a lot of stages, but sometimes... A huge difference is the difference, you know, not a huge difference is the difference. And you got to take anything you can get as you get closer to the top. Now the pickings are slim and we're looking for any edge we can pull out. So it definitely matters. You know, if you, with the hip start positions in USPSA, which they may change once the prevalence of beams catches on, they may change up the start positions, which is fine. You know, they have, again, they, they hate the player, not the game. So they're always, they're always chasing that, that guy that's smarter than everybody else to make a technological advance. But for now, that's the way it is. So it's, uh, it's definitely an advantage in the first shot, given uh, the start position and given what targets are available and you know, given the rest of the stage. So a lot of things come into play, but there were two or three uh, stages where I think it made a difference. You're shaving uh, three, three-tenths on your first shot, and that's just tough to make up uh, elsewhere. Uh, so that was cool. Uh, I got a lot to learn in, in PCC. It's, it's, it's different. Uh, it's different than everything. Uh, I've got a lot of time behind a ri rifle, a lot of time behind a red dot rifle. Um, and from a tactical background and from a three-gun background, I've got a lot of time behind a dot with a pistol. And it's not really like any of those things. It, it's differently. It's different than, than tracking a pistol in shot recovery and in transitions especially and it's not that different than a than a than a rifle than an ar but what you're engaging is different so the fact that you're moving around a uspsa style base stage uh, shooting targets that you otherwise wouldn't shoot with a rifle for example like you're not going to shoot a a popper at at uh you know 15 yards or, or 12 yards with a rifle in the games and so that opens up other targets that you don't normally shoot in a, in a three-gun style match, like swingers, for example. Uh, now we have shot swingers with a rifle, no doubt, but just don't have that prevalence of them because of 
you can't shoot steel at that distance in pistol bays and that type of thing. Uh, so from that aspect, I, I definitely noticed a difference, and it's something I'm gonna I'm gonna work on. And the, just the fact that I have something to work on, that's kind of cool too. It's kind of exciting to to have a challenge and have something you don't feel you're good at, and give yourself a chance to to work at it better. Kind of the same way I feel about three gun, and the same reason I'm interested in three gun is I view it as a as a challenge, something I'm not good at, and I have a lot of room a lot of room for improvement. Uh, transitions definitely felt I'm way way off the pace in transitions, so I need to need to work on that. I'll develop some some uh, techniques and some training methods to to improve. And you know, split wise, I'm I'm not a big splits guy. I uh, definitely saw some dudes out there with better splits than mine, but that's pretty much the case in everything I shoot. Uh, guys split pistols better than I do. They split rifles and three gun better than I do. And I don't think that's that big of a deal. I think whatever they're uh, gaining in splits, they're more often than not losing in transitions. So I just need to pick up my transitions, and uh, and I will. And then the other thing about PCC is it's it's freaking minor, which sucks. Um, you come out of three gun, you come out of three gun, and you're looking at two hits on target. You can really grip it and rip it. Uh, and PCC is nothing, nothing, nothing like that. So you have to carry over that mentality from production or carry optics if you have any experience there and that, that you're shooting minor. And holy cow, does that make a difference. Uh, so that slows your transitions down too. You need to make uh, damn sure you're in the middle of the target and not, not just aim at a brown, uh, which just changes the fundamentals that you use. You know, you're using a different fundamental for that target than I otherwise would if I were shooting a three-gun stage. And uh, we've talked about that before. Uh, same target, same distance. Uh, I might, I'll, I will engage differently, drastically differently, based on the game that you're playing. So it is a matter of, of working that better. I think moving the gun around, I'm doing pretty good there. Uh, the reloads with the JP were awesome. Uh, the, the mag shoots out free and, and it sucks it in pretty good. So I was uh, happy with that. We only had, well, we had two, I guess, two stages that required reloads. And uh, that's the only place I loaded. So another cool thing about PCC, you don't have to do damn reloads. Uh, so those those went well with the limited practice I had. And um, I shot on staff day. So we had one weird stage. Oh, so I'm back on the swinger thing. So I had a miss on a swinger on the first stage I shot. So lots of excuses there. You know, I'm running around getting the match ready. Definitely shooting on staff day and running the match does not improve your performance uh, despite what anybody says i've done it a million times and it's it sucks you're running around trying to get stuff ready and get everybody started and making sure there's no problems and flows going and people are calling you away for this and that and the other thing um i was gonna say i'm not making excuses but it sure sounds like i am but i had a miss on the first stage on a swinger and it a wide open swinger at i don't know 18 15 something like that no reason in the world you should miss that with a rifle. Uh, you shouldn't miss it with a pistol either. But the, the the bad thing about it is I didn't call the I didn't call the shot. I didn't call the miss. So that's just an, that's just an, um, an example of not being behind that gun, not enough time behind that gun, not seeing not seeing it correctly. You know, I didn't see what I thought I saw, um, and that's just lack of experience. You know, it, partially pro, partially because I grabbed a different gun two days prior, but. I think 
as much as anything, just not enough time behind that PCC because the dot acts differently than it does with an open gun. So I'll, I'll, I'll improve that. And then one of the second stage, which was okay, it was a wide open barrel melting hose fest. And I did okay there, but uh, not good enough points. I had two or three deltas, I think, which is a killer in minor. And again, first thing in the morning, back to the excuses, just maybe a little cold, not driving the gun hard enough. I was a little bit off the pace once I saw some of the other guys shoot. And then third stage was this crazy teeter-totter hardcover moving thing that I built and just really tanked that one. It wasn't a big stage, only f uh, 40 points, but I didn't shoot it right, which is kind of depressing. I really thought I had the sequence figured out. Uh, again, I hadn't seen anybody shoot it, although I built it, but the plan I had, I, had, I, I just didn't think for a minute it was a difficult plan to pull off but uh yeah it was not possible so what i was trying to do didn't work um you know another another detriment to shooting on staff day after watching some of the other guys throughout the weekend it was it was not that hard to pull off i just did it wrong shot the shot the targets in the wrong sequence and um again no excuses but excuses and so things like that I can pick up, but you're just dropping, you know, 15 points there that I need to drop. So I really started off in the hole. Uh, first three stages were bad, bad. And after that, I shot pretty well, save for that jam I talked about. That was a huge, huge, um, costly mistake. I uh, had the benefit of seeing the timer on the, on the jam, and it was six and a half seconds. Uh, maybe because I could have cleared it faster, probably. I probably dicked around with a magazine that was in there too long. I should have just jettisoned it and gone on to the next one. Um, probably shouldn't take that long to clear, but it did. And the stage was, ended up being around a six factor, I think. I don't remember exactly, but around a six factor. So for you mathletes out there, you know, a six second mistake on a six factor stage is 36 points that, that uh, you just lost. So. That was really costly and uh, probably should have cost me the match. Uh, although I was lucky enough to, to pull out the win. And that was the uh, next to last stage we shot. So between the first three, crappy start. Uh, the next, we're we looking at three, four, five. 13 minus five, seven. So the next, uh, no, eight. So the next, uh, the next bunch of stages went pretty well. Uh, pretty solid shooting all around. I was pleased with the performances and then had that had that malfunction issue and then finished okay on the last stage. So, you know, I did, uh, I felt like I shot okay. Um, you know, the miss is not good, but that's not earth shattering. You're, you're 15, 20 points. Uh, the few deltas is another <clears throat> 12 or 12 or so. And uh, the mistake on the teeter-totter thingamajigger is another 12 or, or, or so. Um, so I figured I was, you know, 40-some points off. And then the, the magazine issue, that was, you know, 35-ish. So 70, 75, something like that. So I didn't know if it was going to be good enough to win. The other interesting thing about PCC is, you know, there's guys that you don't know, or the guys that I don't know, that are damn good shooters. 
Uh, there's guys I do know that are damn good shooters. You know, I've shot against a lot of the Florida guys, um, Stack and Farewell and Almeida, and these guys that I knew were pretty good. And then this guy, Jeremy Leitner, was coming down, who everybody said he was really good. I didn't know him. And um, uh, was it Jack Wins or John Wins, I think, who I think I met, but I didn't, I didn't really know him that well either. And those dudes were killing it. Um, watching their scores throughout the weekend. And that's a, the additional sucky thing about staff day. Is there's nothing you can do about it. You're done. So you're just sitting there watching. Uh, your scores are not going to go up. So you're sitting there watching the clock tick and watching your scores go down throughout the weekend. Uh, so I was, you know, ended up lucky enough to pull off the win. I'm sure everybody had issues that they uh, wish they could take back. I know I saw Jeremy have have one pretty bad stage, which was tough to watch, but that probably cost him because he was he was up on me a little bit coming in the last few stages. Um, but you know, everybody has everybody have issues has issues throughout the match. It's uh, it's an endurance con- endurance contest and it's a consistency contest, and that's what it takes to pull off the win uh, so all in all the match went good I was lucky enough to to get the PCC state championship I think that's my I gotta research it but that's my, either my 10th or 11th Florida state championship in uh, now a third division uh, so that's pretty cool I'm pretty proud of that I've always uh, admired the, a lot of the good shooters that have come out of Florida and uh, happy to be hopefully considered one of them And looking forward to the next one. So we have the Florida Open coming up here in a few weeks. Uh, right after that is the three-gun regional coming in. And not too long after that is the Area 6 multi-gun. So should be some good good match topics coming along. Try to get some uh, self-defense, tactical stuff mixed in there. Uh, outside of that, I did mention Dan, the range master. Uh, we just weren't able to pull that off. He... We were uh, hanging out this weekend during the match, and we're trying to try to get one in. I've still got that log of some great questions, range master stuff, and we'll, we'll, we will get to it one day. But uh, with a major match weekend, it's uh, it's a long weekend. There's a lot going on in administrative side, so we weren't able to pull that off. But we will. I will try to get that to you. If you got questions in the meantime, remember hit me up on Facebook, Shannon Smith Shooting, or on my website, or email if you got that. Also, follow me on Instagram and YouTube channel. I'm trying to get trying to get some cool stuff out uh, this year as my training ramps up. Hope everybody's thawing out if you're not from Florida. And get ready for the season. See you on the range. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside.